Thanks for tuning in to Power Athlete Radio, featuring The Crew, where a former pro football player and a D3 All-Star use strength and conditioning as an excuse to talk about anything but. Now here's John and Tex. Action. Hey, Power Athlete Nation. Welcome to another episode of the premier podcast on strength conditioning, Power Athlete Radio. We are going to answer some of the questions off of the hotline Mm -hmm. because the one thing that the hotline is never as cold and it's always hot. So we're going to reach out to the hotline. We're going to pull out some questions and we're going to answer them. As you know, uh, we get a fairly decent amount of people reaching out to the hotline with questions from everything from, you know, what type of old square body should I buy to how do I increase performance to go on and play in the NFL to, you know, how do I shed some pounds as bikini season's coming? So we have a wide variety of questions here on Power Athlete Radio. So we're going to reach out to the hotline. We're going to answer them. I'm joined by my good friend, Mr. Chris McQuilkin. Hello, John. Thanks. Thanks for allowing us to be here together <laughs> for the show. And the caller today, this shows the reach that Power Athlete Radio has. When you say reach, what do you mean? I mean, we're not just thinking locally, John. Oh, we we're think- thinking globally. <laughs> That's from Biodome. Well, we are a, uh, a worldwide strength conditioning organization, mm-hmm. and we do have a global reach. Yes. And Australia is coming in hot today. Mm, are I you ready? It. Let's do it. Fire it up. Hi, Power Athlete. Uh, this is Dan McGavin calling from Australia. Here's my topic for you guys. Probably centered around more master's age athletes. Uh, how would you manage fueling the fires that still burn deep in terms of keeping up training numbers well into the master's years? I'm talking like 45 plus. While I never played professional sports, I did play semi-professionally in rugby and had many experiences traveling the world at all levels from club to international. Uh, I played rugby from age 6 to 39 and then retired from rugby and took up CrossFit. Eight years down the road now and at age 47 I'm coming to terms with the fact that I may never PR some of my lifts or efforts that I've done previously. Of course the desire is still there but to do so, uh, but to do so mentally wrestling with these facts is a hard thing. So after many years of, uh, putting it out there in rugby and then CrossFit or functional fitness, what advice would you give to an aging athlete who would still love to give his all? but may not be able to physically. Thanks, guys. See you soon. Bye. 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 Uh, that's an interesting one. It is. There's yeah. a lot here. I like it. Yeah, no, it's, it's interesting in that um, I never thought about 47 as, uh, you know, like, you know, when, when I was in my 20s, 47 might as well have been, you know, a fucking hundred. So it's pretty interesting now that, you know, here I am in my mid 40s and all of a sudden 47 seems right around the corner. Um, I know for my training, and I've kind of figured this out a long time ago. If motivation is your only fuel for getting up and training, you're going to get fucking burned out. I mean, uh-huh. it, it has to be a habit. It has to be ingrained within who you are. And my reasons for training, you know, obviously, um, you know, going and playing in the NFL uh, since I retired have been a more about function. You know, we just did a podcast talking about field strong and field work and being able to execute heavy, hard uh, awkward tasks and do them with proficiency. I think that becomes the end game. Like you're training to avoid pain. You're training to make, make, uh, make sure you're strong, stable, and able to execute and do the things that you need to do. I think, uh, 
you know, I made the comment on the podcast and I probably stole this quote. I think people start aging because they stop training and stop lifting weights more so than they stop lifting weights and training because they get old. If you can make this ingrained within your life, if you can make it a major piece uh, as you know, you're going forward, I think it just becomes part of the equation. I mean, if you look at the rock, the fact that the rock is almost 50 and is in the best shape of his life. I mean, he, he, dude, he looks better at 50 or 49 or whatever he is today than he did in his twenties and thirties. So that's pretty inspiring that still to this day, you can, you know, reach the best shape of your life. I think what, uh, what happens too with the coming from the CrossFit deal, there was this constant feeling that you have to PR every day. Every day is an opportunity to PR a workout. And I, I don't think that's sustainable. And I think that's why a lot of people as they tend to age, end up getting burned out of CrossFit because they don't understand that there's an ebb and flow and periodization. Mm -hmm. And I think if you still want to do that type of training, what you're going to have to do is pick your battles instead of saying, Hey, I'm going to PR every workout. You're almost going to have to look for like a, a heavy, medium, light kind of mode. Like if I'm going to go in today and like, let's say I, I go and do like a heavy, light, medium, or however you want to rotate it. You look at it like in, in terms of like a um, energy expenditure, how high I'm redlining. Uh, you can wear a, a watch like this or you can find some other ways to do it. But I think as you start to age, your ability to push into that red zone, which would be like 90 percent, 95 percent of your heart rate for any considerable amount of time just kind of decreases. So I would kind of look at periodizing your, your deal and being like one to two days a week, I'm going to go out and try to try to PR what I'm shooting for. And then the other days are going to be obviously kind of a medium and a light. And you're going to have to just periodize it. The age old idea that every day I go into the gym and I'm going to put my fucking foot on the accelerator and try to redline the car. I just don't think it's sustainable. And we saw a lot of athletes try to do it and they just came apart at the seams. So I think if you just pick your battles you can continue to train within that, but you're also going to have to vary your training. Yeah. And the, speaking to the, the reaching for more reps or times, that is a very unhealthy way of thinking, especially at this point, uh, Darren, because then you're going to make movement sacrifices to reach for more reps. The old school thing we would teach is never reach your chin on a pull-up, for example. So if you're doing a strip pull-up, our standard is pull as high as you can while maintaining good posture and position. Reaching that chin now ingrains a poor movement pattern that we start to carry over to your deadlift. And then we start to see it within their runs and all these different things that then could lead to a potential sprinting injury. So it all goes back to we're teaching good sprint mechanics with our strict pull-ups. For you now... All of your simple warm-up movements or workouts, maintaining good movement patterns, good positioning, will prevent injuries down the long run. So you can still push it and have the intensity of 10 cities, but at the same time, you are not willing to sacrifice a good position for a rep because you're thinking now long-term versus, hell, just getting a good scoreboard on the whiteboard. Yeah, no, I think, um, you know, increasing the movement Saturn. So the proficiency of the movements, uh, if something is looks like shit or you're doing something technically bad, I think you have to adjust it. Um, you know, we've seen this, uh, you know, on a, a case in point, I had this conversation with my wife, um, you know, my wife, uh, rides horses next door at the horse riding school and she trades with uh, some of the coaches and one of the coaches came in who's a little bit older, was starting to have some issues with her knees from squatting. So she's like, uh, you know, should I have her not squat? I'm like, no, but we're going to have to adjust how she squats 
So we went in there and I taught Kate how to teach her how to box squat. And I'm like, Hey, I want you to coach her, you know, within the position, have her sit back on the box, coach the position. And maybe it's just a matter of just being able to do some technique work and then transitioning her back to a free squat. But at the age of 63, does it really matter if she ever free squats again? Maybe not. But as long as she's generating she's some form of force, yeah. you know, and I think the problem and I always I, I kind of always thought about the box squat as being something that like eventually I'm going to have to box squat that a free squatter will always be stronger. Um, and, you know, I think that there's a point where, you know, hey, if her knees beat up and she can't do it and the box squat allows her to using the squat moment or motion and control it a little bit better, eccentric load, touch and go and she's able to do it without pain, then that's helping her progress. So I think it's it's really sitting back and being honest and saying, hey, what can I execute? And if I'm still feeling pretty good, let's maintain that um, by not just redlining every single day and just pick your battles. So it's it's kind of similar to rugby. You know, mm-hmm. when I, whenever I watch rugby, it's kind of like, uh, you know, the guys go into the scrum, the ball comes out and it's kind of like once a guy gets the ball, he has to move fast and the other guys are kind of jogging. So there's kind of a light, heavy medium just within the play of that game. Whereas, you know, football, NFL football is like five to seven seconds, 100 percent max intensity. And then you're going to rest for 90 seconds to two minutes. And you're going to do that over the course of three hours. But to compare it, how you prepared for football, John, how did that adjust over your 10 year career? Um, less was more towards the end. No, I, I fucked up. Uh, at the end of my career, I had this theory that if I could create a larger glycolytic base, I could have greater application to be able to play at a higher level. And the gamble didn't work out. Uh, the larger my glycolytic base got actually the worse my, you know, that fast twitch did and I was moving slower. So, uh, realistically, um, the mistakes that I made within my own training of following some more CrossFit stuff, uh, negatively affected and pretty much probably screwed me in that last year of, uh, playing in the NFL. So when I started CrossFit football, there was a feeling like I'm never going to let anybody make this mistake again. We're going to be heavy and it's going to be fast and any type of conditioning is going to be short, heavy, hard, and fast. And it's going to have, you know, multiple movements. So you're going to have to do a few reps of something in transition. So if you look like instead of doing like 30 clean and jerks in a row, you know, something CrossFit football ask or what we've done would be like 10 sets of three with some pushups in between. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of forcing kind or of a this, half gasser or a half gasser. <laughs> so, I mean, there was just a, a, a way that I knew to skin it, to make it more specific to what I needed done. Um, but I think that. As you age, we've talked about this ad nauseum on this podcast. Uh, as you age, a few things happen. You lose mitochondrial density. So you got to keep that big aerobic base and you lose the ability to recruit motor units. So you're going to have to lift some heavy weights and get max motor recruitment, maybe throw on some EMS devices and, you know, eat a high protein diet. Don't eat like an asshole. You know, don't, you know, diet for five days and then go out and grenade yourself on the weekend like I did this last weekend. Um, but just being smart. And I think what it really comes down to is as you age, you just have to pick your battles. You can't go in and die on the sword every day and get carried out on a shield. You got to say, hey, you know what? Let me see what this next five days look like. Wednesday's my day. Thursday's my day. And then realize I'm going to have to kind of periodize. I'm going to have to train at a decent level, you know, that light, heavy, medium. And then when you go in, then you say, hey, you know what? I'm going to go balls to the wall and this is my one day a week and just be smart and periodize that intensity. So is it better to burn out? Or fade away, John. It depends if you're the Highlander and you're immortal. Unfortunately, we're not immortal and we're not the Gurgan, which for those of you guys 
who have not seen the Highlander you need to go check it out. We should make that. Have we ever made that a movie review? No, hey, well, it's it's coming. It's coming. Yeah, Highlander. All right, Ramirez. This, this man had success as a semi-pro rugby player because, in part, of his mental fortitude. Now he's faced with this. How do you give him the the mental advice to to make this adjustment to not go freaking hard? Uh, I think you have to have like. Um, I think when you're young, you play the short game. You know, what am I going to do tomorrow? How am I going to get better today? And I think as you start to age, you start playing the long game where like, hey, I want to continue to train like this for the next 10 years, the next 20 years, the next 30 years. So when you start kind of extending out your vision, you start looking at this long game idea. All of a sudden now, like the days aren't nearly as important as getting to where you want to go. So like, hey, yeah, I didn't PR this workout or I you know, had to kind of throttle it back a little bit. But that's OK, because this is in the general plan. Mm-hmm. I think when every day is the, you know, there is no plan and just every day is to go in and burn your city to the ground. I think you have a lot of problems. Um, and you know, that, that works in a certain time frame. but the age that our individuals at, and he's also, you know, if he played uh, rugby at a high level, he's got some injuries. He's probably got some, you know, some things that have been with him for a while. So, you know, what can you do? Are you addressing them? Are you training around them? And then start playing the long game and say, hey, I want to be able to do this training when I'm 67, 77, 87, you know, 97, let's say. Every time I see that master's track deal where those like 90-year-old dudes are running, I'm like, God damn it, that's awesome. Or you'll see some like 89-year-old dude pull a 300-pound deadlift. And I'm like, you know what? That's great. They're still out there, you know, competing and doing it. They're just picking their battles. Mm -hmm. All right. You got that shooter, shooter McGavin. And, uh... I would recommend if you're looking for a training program, go to powerathletehq.com slash training and look at a program called Grindstone. Grindstone is, I think, for the individual 45 plus, you know, new father, CEO, executive. I think Grindstone's the heat. I think that's that's a great recommendation. So if you're looking for a training program and even if you're not 40 seven years old and you're looking for a training program, go to powerathletehq.com slash training and look at our catalog of programs. We've got Field Strong, Jack Street, Hammer, Grindstone, which we just talked about. You can get some Johnny Wad, Johnny Bod in your body, uh, you know, third monkey if you're low on equipment. And really we have something for every archetype. Everybody that's listening to the podcast, we have a training program that fits. So come check us out. And if you got any questions, you can always shoot us a email at info at powerathletehq.com and we'll help you pick and select a program. And if that question is real challenging and very specific, shoot it up to the hotline so we can break it down, dissect it, break some shit, put you in the best position to empower your performance. Yep. And what's that number, John? Uh, if you want to reach out to the podcast or the hotline, it's 929-464-464. Zero. 929-ing-ing. Zero. Cool. Anywhere in the world. Hit us because we're this, like American Express. I can't even Anywhere, reckon, everywhere you want to be. Or is that Visa? I don't know. But this number's got like 14 <laughs> numbers plus 61 area code. I got no idea, but that came through loud and clear. Awesome. Well, thanks for answering and being on another episode of Premier Podcast and Strength Conditioning Power Athlete Radio. All right. Thanks, John. Bye. Now it's time for you to empower your performance. Head to powerathletehq.com backslash training to choose from a number of programs to meet your specific performance goals. And if you like to break a mental sweat too, visit academy.powerathletehq.com 
and become a real stakeholder in you or your athlete's success. Until next time, bye!